Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This edition of People Will Steal Anything Anytime and Anywhere takes us to Chicago where police pulled over a man on Thanksgiving Day with a truckload of stuff it was clear right away was stolen. 52-year-old LaShawn Powell allegedly admitted to stealing what he stole and must have had, well, quite the arms drink considering the weight involved. He reportedly told police that he picks the things up and sells them to a friend who then sells them for scrap. The city values the stolen items at $460 each, but you do have to wonder what the scrap value is for... 31 manhole covers, each weighing in at 250 pounds. You also have to wonder how well his truck drove with nearly four tons of sewer lids thrown in the back. <laughs> I had no idea they weighed near that much. Oh, yeah, they're pretty heavy. Well, Cliff, mm-hmm. the pandemic is uh, causing, they say, yeah. books to be one of the popular big sellers for Christmas books. this year. People are going to sit around and spend a lot of time reading. Well, books for kids especially, Cliff. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh-huh. And my favorite one, I remember this one growing up. What's that? My favorite book was Things mm-hmm. Rich Kids Have, But You Never Will. I love that book. <laughs> I wish I still had that copy of it, Cliff. I would reread it again and just see how, you right. know. Could you see through the tear stains? <laughs> well... <laughs> That's why I got rid of it, Cliff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Warped the cover on it. I sprayed cologne in my eye this morning, Cliff, for the first time ever in my life. Never have I ever done that before. <laughs> Get a little rambunctious with the cologne. I was morning. in a hurry, and it went right in my right eye. And I don't know if it's possible for your eye to melt, but mine feels like it is this morning. <laughs> have you ever done that? Uh, I have never sprayed cologne in my eye. Well, I'm going to tell you. I try not to shoot it that high. Well, don't shoot it up that high. I'm telling you. Wow. Cliff, do you have any idea? Could you lose an eye with this? This thing really hurts, and it's watering. Have you, you, like, made an effort to wash it out? Yes, I have made that effort. And that's even worse, just about throwing water in your eye. Okay. I mean, because, you know, any place where there's uh, chemicals... They have they have those eye wash stations. They want you to wash the water, flush it out as right. best you can. Yes, I don't know. So if you have done that, uh, I don't know. You think I'm just going to have to tough it out? Probably, or gouge it out. <laughs> well, I'm not gouging out my eye if I can help it. I need to I need to put blinders on. I think Cliff or eye patches on my <laughs> eyes in the morning now. Whenever I start shooting my oh, cologne, you just spray it lower. I mean, you don't want you don't have to be up there. I like to you be can, up there. I like it right around my neck. Well, you don't put it around your neck? Am I been putting cologne on wrong all my life? I, put, I mean, I just put it on my chest. Your chest? Yeah. You don't put it on your wrist and on the inner thighs and on your neck? No, no, no. no. That That's what that's what women do with their perfume. Well, I should have washed my mother then, should I? <laughs> okay. Weed part of dealing with any situation is planning for what you would do should the worst case scenario actually happen. Not many people know that on the day Neil and Buzz landed on the moon in 1969, the president had two speeches on his desk, one congratulating them and the country for a job well done, and the one that no one wanted him to have to give to a nation grieving the loss of astronauts a quarter million miles away from home. 2020 has been a year, of course, that has brought us a lot closer to the doomsday than we ever wanted to be, and of course, we are still not done. 
And perhaps that makes it even more onerous to hear what some states have put in their plans for medical treatment should hospitals become full and doctors and nurses just can't do any more. New York City actually put their plan into action back in the spring for a period of time. It includes an evaluation after 48 and 120 hours for patients on ventilators to determine if they can survive or if the plug should be pulled. In Dallas, Texas, part of their doomsday plan includes a set of criteria that would allow doctors to turn away sick patients sending the worst ones home instead of admitting them for treatment. In California, they have plans to ease a nursing shortage by calling on patient family members to provide basic hygiene nursing services to their loved ones. But if you really get bad, they'll take away your oxygen tank. It should come as no surprise. Officials with the Florida Department of Health tried to come up with crisis guidelines but couldn't. (laughs) They instead punted to the private sector with the State Hospital Association publishing their own suggestions in April. But probably the weirdest item for a medical disaster plan is in the state of Oklahoma, where if hospitals run out of materials, patients who need IV hookups, oxygen, or other treatment needs can be sent to the veterinarian's office. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Hey, if it works, I wouldn't complain, Cliff. I I thought, you know, in a pinch. (laughs) <laughs> in a pinch i'll let anybody do something to that's me that's right I'm just you telling know, you. I, I give my dog a shot twice a day because he's diabetic i'll give you a shot too it'll work I'll, don't worry I, I, i'm in if it gets that bad <laughs> i hope i'm not the only person experiencing this cliff because i What's don't that? i don't want to be weird you know what i mean <laughs> i think it's too late for that well, now, go just, ahead <laughs> I, that's not very nice now you i'm sorry sounds I'm, like a phil mccracken there no no let's be nice cliff for a most yeah. of my life, I've had a, a recurring dream. Okay. And in this dream, Native Americans yeah. are chasing me through a field toward a river, and there's a beaver dam inside this river. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to hide from them by jumping into the water that I can't swim in. That's right. And, yeah. and you know, go underwater, find the little beaver hole, and go yeah. inside the hut and hide from them inside okay. there i don't know in, why inside I the beaver house yes basically. and sometimes in my dream i'm yeah. fighting beavers off to get inside their little hut because they don't <laughs> want me there so that's been going on since i was a kid still continues right. yeah okay but, but now with all of this virus mess yeah the native american indians that are chasing me yeah dressed like they normally are Mm-hmm. Me, for some reason, I'm in a pioneer outfit. I don't know why. <laughs> You've I, probably got like a coonskin cap. Well, like I got Boone. one of those wide brim white hats on. Oh, oh okay. You see it on okay. the prairie. Yeah. All of us are wearing masks as if that we're having to have something safety-wise, just like we're doing now. <laughs> I wonder okay. if I'm the only person, Cliff, that's dreaming in mask form right now because it's a little bit freaky. Know. Uh, Probably not, actually. Have you had a dream where you've had uh, somebody in there with a mask on? I have not. Hmm. It's beginning to get to me, and I'm. I hope I'm not the weird yeah. one here. Well, <laughs> I know. I once think again, that's been well. Okay, all right. <laughs> Wish I hadn't even brought it up. Go away, Cliff. Go away. <laughs> and you had that story, Cliff. Kind of a scary story after the seven o'clock news. I mean, it, it was it was rather a dark piece, but I mean, it's something that I think everyone needs to think about. It, the possibility exists. Um, you know, I, I worked for a, an airline for a number of years in, in aircraft maintenance, and part of the planning thing that I did was, what do we do 
if something bad happens. I mean, it's a, it's a serious situation, but you have to think. You can't just look the other way and pretend it doesn't happen. Well, you got to have the answer it before it happens. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, or you'll run around like a chicken with your head cut off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, some good news, though. The CDC panel yesterday voted 13 okay. to 1 yeah. to give health workers and long care facility residents the first vaccine deemed vaccine. Vaccine doses. Vaccine. I'll get it out of here in a minute. <laughs> whenever they come out, thirteen right. to one. I wonder what the one person <sighs> who was arguing that? about saying. I don't think these people need this. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wondered that myself. Uh, yes, it's thirteen that. to one. It's like uh, no, I don't think so. And you know, Cliff, the way people yeah. are, and as panicked as they get. I mean, we yeah. get panicked over this, and we buy yeah, well, toilet paper, try to find exactly some right, right now. Yeah. Something we can hold on to to give us, you know, encouragement. Yes. Uh, Soilet paper. Yes. You know when the vaccine finally comes out, there will be people around trying to scam their way into being, I'm a healthcare worker. You know, I need this shot right. You know that's going to happen. Yes. I'm going to go buy me some scrubs so I look like a nurse. Yes. I'm going to do my best and try to to scam the situation. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me, Cliff whatever order they want to come and do it in i'm fine with that whatever happens you know that way i'm i'm right i'm cool with it and and you can't you can't just the other thing i think people are is you can't just walk out of the getting your vaccine thinking you're cured you're still gonna have to wear a mask probably for a good couple of months after yes they don't give you the shot and you turn into superman yeah, yeah no, like, no it's, it, we're, we're still going to live in a pandemic world even after this, the vaccine becomes widely available for a good while, yeah. Although we may get x-ray vision from that vaccine, right, Cliff? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, well, shoot. <laughs> I don't think a side effect is x-ray vision. Doggone it. I wish they could have a side <laughs> effect like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. However they want to do it, that's fine. Let's get it going. Let's get it rolling. Let's get back li- life back to normal. As yeah. long as the Kardashians are the last ones to get it, Cliff. I'm cool <laughs> with all of this. I am really am. You go last. That is a very, very nice text message there, Cliff. Got a nice tip. That's a switch. I know. <laughs> the message is basically, hey, Weed, what do you want for Christmas? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, bourbon. And I uh, <laughs> I wear a lot size large there, Cliff, so that's what I'm wanting for Christmas. That's my size. Well, Cliff, a bourbon size large. Yes. Well, Cliff, we go from a nice text message to uh, a not-so-nice voice message, and I think you know who. Uh, yeah, I probably do, yeah. All right. Chestnuts roasted on an open fire. Jack Daniels dipping at my nose. And when Ralph the trucker goes out on the road in high heels, do you suppose he wears pantyhose? I don't know if he wears pantyhose or not. <laughs> Good shape. You know, I'm just. <laughs> there's just part of me that's like, okay, so we're talking about Phil McCracken. The lyrics he wrote included Jack Daniels. I don't think an Irishman would be drinking Jack Daniels. You know, that's a good point, Cliff. He needs to go back and rework, uh, rework his uh, lyrics. If he's going to continue singing Christmas songs, although, let me just remind everyone, I do have ban authority, so, <laughs> and I ain't afraid to use it. That is true. He does. Yeah. So, uh, watch out, Phil. He could... <laughs> Every government body in the land has at least looked at restrictions meant to curtail the spread of COVID-19. And while some have looked at them just long enough to look away, others have put in varying degrees of effort to enact them. 
Today, it's possible to sit down and eat inside a restaurant in Indiana, but you can't do that in Illinois. You can only dine in outside. In Los Angeles County, California, though, now you can't even do that. Last week, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors voted 3-2 to two to ban outdoor dining in all 31,000 restaurants in the region. With those supervisors saying, when you sit down to eat and take off your mask, the server bringing you food isn't protected from you. And they're not protected from anyone eating at any table for their entire shift, even if those people are eating outside. And to celebrate her vote, yes, let's ban dining outdoors in 31,000 restaurants. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl was seen hours later eating al fresco at an Italian restaurant in Santa Monica. <laughs> You could almost see that coming, Cliff. You could, yeah. You could, really. see, you could see that coming, yes. Yeah. Cliff, I had one of those the, the epoxy things or whatever that is last night where you have, you know, the thought that hits your mind that... Epoxy? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's an E. No, I don't think it's epoxy. <laughs> well, what is it called when you have one It's of those... called an epiphany. Epiphany. <laughs> okay. Well, I knew it started with a heap. I knew it started with that. Yeah. Well, I... Uh-huh. I I, I had this thing that you just said. Epiphany. Last night, Cliff, after I yeah. woke up from a little bit of a nap I had. You see, okay. I had taken handfuls and handfuls of candy corn and peanuts together, you yeah. know, to make the little payday concoction yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I had so much that I fell asleep. And when I woke up, there was a candy corn piece stuck in the corner of my mouth just dangling out from my mouth and i got to thinking (laughs) maybe i've taken this candy eating a bit too far because this morning my (laughs) pants would hardly get on and if i continue this without getting any exercise cliff yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna come into this place one day having to spray paint my pants on and i don't (laughs) want to have to do that no and no one wants to see you in pants that or spray painted. It's hard to find oh, the husky size when you get to a certain age. You know what I'm saying? And I can't. I totally understand. My, it, yes. So maybe I need to cut back a little bit. But man, that concoction is really good. <laughs> and the epoxy or whatever that word, word epiphany. is. Epiphany. Yeah. Epip- yeah. Epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany. Okay. Epiphany. Yeah. There you epiphany. go. Epiphany. All right. Yes. Sounds like a dating site. Here's Craig Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cliff, this woman's name is Madeline Robertson. And it's hard for me to believe that she's had time to create this patent, you know, in between feeding all of the cats that must be in her house. She's got a lot of cats in her house? Well, she must have because she has now got the patent for a pillow that has a built-in hand attached to it for you to hold (laughs) while you sleep. And she says in her patent here, Cliff, that it will be made, the hand, out of a different material than the pillow will be. So that it feels different when you lock fingers with it. That sounds like a Hallmark movie to me right there. <laughs> when you lock fingers with it could be the title of it, Cliff. It sounds like uh, something a lonely person would have. That would be the creepiest thing yeah. ever. Now, she hasn't got any of them made yet, but it yeah. would be a gra- great gag gift for Christmas or a birthday or something. You know what? Get somebody the pillow with a hand <laughs> so, sticking out of you're it. You're so lonely. You need a pillow hand to hold while you sleep. Isn't that sad? <laughs> well, Cliff, can you be nice? What are you talking about being can nice? Can you be nice for like the next 
60 to 70 seconds. What, what makes you think I would not be? I have no, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when I start talking, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. And I want to know if you can be nice this time. Okay. Okay. I'll be nice. All right. <laughs> I, would, I wanted to bring this up because I know a lot of our uh, wonderful listeners and yeah. Facebook friends yes. are huge fans of Dolly Parton. And Dolly is going to be all over the TV on CMT this coming Saturday. Okay. They're devoting a day's worth of programming to everything Dolly, including <laughs> several of her classic music videos, okay. holiday movie marathon, and reflections yeah. from Dolly herself. So if you can't get enough Dolly, <laughs> Saturday CMT is your time there all like all day saturday all day saturday Club. all dolly all day all dolly all the time <laughs> as it well should be i may need two tvs to watch this <laughs> couldn't do it could you you couldn't give me 60 seconds well cliff earlier this morning someone asked my text yeah. message very nicely what i wanted for uh, christmas yes and i replied with what cliff do you recall uh you wore a size large in bourbon that's all right Yes. And then, just about five minutes ago, this came in. Morning, Weed. Morning, Cliff. Hey, Weed, just wanted you to know that I went ahead and ordered you one of those pillows. I don't want one of those pillows with a hand in it. <laughs> you don't want one of those? <laughs> I do not want... I I said nothing about wanting that for Christmas. Is that not true, Cliff? No, no I, you, that's absolutely true. You said nothing about that at all. The pillow that has got a hand in it as you can hold, although it's perfect for you. I take a large in that size, too, Cliff. Right. How about the dolly pillow? Would you like one of those? What would I do with a dolly pillow? You put your head right no, in No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Quit. Cliff, have no. you ever um, you ever whacked an iris plant with a machete before in your life? Uh, I've, I mowed them down with the lawnmower, but I've never whacked one with a machete. Well, I've got an iris problem at my house. Do. For some okay. strange reason, there's this yeah. circular border thing in the front yard. Yeah. And uh, I call it the Ring of Sorrow. And it has <laughs> six iris plants in there. Okay. And I didn't know anything about these whenever I yeah. stuck them in the ground. But evidently, irises are the rabbits of the plant world. They oh. overpopulate like crazy. And so. Oh, okay. So earlier yeah. this year, I took my weed eater to it. And tried to destroy them that way. Sadly, yep. my weed nope. eater has now died, and that didn't mm -hmm. kill them. So Sunday, mm -hmm. I'm outside thinking, I could dig these up with a shovel, but that's kind of boring. <laughs> and a lot of True. work. And a lot I mean, of work. I, I'm, I'm really not a fan of digging any holes. I don't like that yes. either. So yep. I thought, how can I do this the simplest way possible? Yeah. And machete popped into my head and so i have one you have a machete i have one cliff yes and okay. i went to whacking these irises with this machete and it got to feeling good i'll have to say that after a while it got to feeling so the, pretty so, good so so you're you're like you're like whacking it yes and suddenly you realize this feels pretty good in my hand i need to keep whacking yes and then i got down to the roots and i don't know if you've seen the root of an iris but they're like bulbs or tubers or something. yes they're like an inch around and they have the consistency of a raw potato yeah and so while i'm whacking on these roots trying to kill this six plants yeah. i had my mouth open because i got <laughs> tired 
and two well, yeah, times. That's two. hard work. I mean, heavy breathing. You're going to go to the mouth breathing when you're working that hard. Anyway. Right. Yeah. And yeah. two times, whatever that stuff is the roots are made out of, went yeah. directly in my mouth. <laughs> but I kept on doing it, and I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. don't you think if I do this properly, they'll be dead finally? Well, did you dig them all up out of the ground? I didn't dig them out of the ground. I just beat them up, I guess is what you could say with my machete. You think they'll die? No, I think they're coming back. Exposed to the weather as they are? Yeah. No, I think they're yeah, they're pretty hardy. I don't think the weather's going to slow them down. How do you get rid of these things? <laughs> with a shovel. Oh, no. <laughs> Roundup? I don't know. I hate these things, and they get like... They get to mingling around each other. I, <laughs> no. ugh, ugh. So how have you felt since, uh, you know, basically eating part of an iris plate? Well, maybe that's why I squirted cologne in my eye this morning. I don't <laughs> know. Because technically they're poisonous. <laughs> get out of here. They're not either. No, totally no, they're not. You need to Google that. You're just making that up trying to <laughs> no, make me no, paranoid. You go Google will be yeah you won't you like what you find but you need to Google it. I haven't heard this said in many many years, Cliff. What's that? Last time I heard it was in school. Let's all put on our listening ears this morning. <laughs> that's a school thing. That's yeah. a school thing. Yeah, that's absolutely what that is. Because yeah. my story about the machete, yeah, has been misunderstood completely. Oh, it has. Huh? Mm-hmm. Check this one. Hey, Reed, when I first heard you talking about your machete story, it sounded like you said Irish. And I thought, maybe there's a chance Phil's coming over, and you're going to get him with that machete. And then it turned out to be some stupid plant. <laughs> well, it was a stupid plant. <laughs> he seriously thought Phil McGracken was coming to your house, and... You were going to do him in with the machete. <laughs> he thought I was going to go whack an Irishman. That's what he thought. I was whacking Irish. That's what he thought I was doing, Cliff. And I'll bet you, Cliff, I found something this morning that they don't have in the Alaska tourism brochure. In any given year, somewhere between 500 and 2,000 people mm. go missing in Alaska. Never to be seen again. And they put that wow. out there so nonchalantly that it's like, <laughs> what? It's like it it's just a fact. It's just, it's just a happens. fact. They just... And time now for Take It to the Bank. In 1972, U.S. House Majority Whip, Hale Boggs. Now, you may not know Hale Boggs, but you've I've never heard of... Yeah, I've never heard of Hale Boggs before in my but, life. But you've probably heard of his daughter, Cokie Roberts. Oh, definitely. Uh -huh. Worked uh, ABC anchor. For many years in NPR. Yes. Well, Hale Boggs in 72, along with his plane, the entire crew and every member on that plane, went down in the Alaska Triangle. Ooh. And what happened was that for one month, about 90 aircraft flew over the 32,000 square miles of the Alaska Triangle. And to this day, they have never found anything <laughs> from that plane wreck. Wow. Not a trace yeah. of anything. Yeah. And the Alaska Triangle is a large area of wilderness in Alaska. And since 1988, more than 16,000 people have disappeared, never to be seen or heard from again <laughs> wow. in that area. That's mind-boggling, Cliff. 16,000 people since 1988. That's amazing. That is amazing. 
I've never heard of it before until this morning when I got to thinking about my friends yeah. at vacation yeah. there. But all of that you can take straight to the bank. Well, that didn't take long, and it's gotten kind of nasty and dirty here what, at Cliff. What, what are you talking about? Take a listen. Hey, Phil. How would you like to go to Alaska? I'll buy you a ticket. All right, that's not nice. <laughs> no. That is not nice. <laughs> no. We don't need that kind of, um, I don't know. Um, it's bad vibes. Nastiness. Here. Yes, it's bad vibes, it's, Cliff. We're here to, for people to have fun and be mildly entertained. Um, we don't want, you know, bad words to be passed back and forth from Phil McCracken to Ralph the truck driver. Or this, you know, in, no, we just don't want that. In fact, remember, <laughs> I have ban authority and I ain't afraid to use Are it. Are you going to ban Ralph? Uh, it's entirely possible. I mean, if this keeps up, we we might have to take drastic measures to calm the the, the crowds, as it were. Well, cr- I think crowds is a bit of excessive. That's a bit excessive, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being a little generous with yeah, my listeners. The, how about the few and far between? Can we do that? <laughs> we'll ban those. Cliff, was there anything said today? Raises of a day, start with number three. Tough it out or gouge it out. <laughs> oh, man. How's that, how's that eye working? It's mother? still watery and hurts. Can <laughs> I get workers aim? comp for this? I don't know because it happened at all. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so try Try to aim a little better when you're putting your cologne on. Okay, okay. <laughs> Number two, this feels pretty good in my hand. I need to keep whacking it. Which just goes to show, you even can't have a story involving a machete from your house and it turning it good. <laughs> it wasn't good, was it? No. No, it was not. No. Remember, remember to Google about irises being poisoned. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Never mind. Number one, it should be, without saying... The number one morning roadshow phrase for today that I remind you, I have ban authority and I ain't afraid to use it. Ralph. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.